Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Hello, welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea, and I'm here with Stephanie, as always. Hey, everyone. Hey, Steph. Uh, it's a lovely Monday morning in London, so we've actually switched around the recording times this week. Normally, Steph, you do mornings, I do evenings, yeah. but we've actually, we've worked out this time works actually a lot better. Yeah, that wasn't our best scenario. Uh, no, but we're, we're learning, we're learning. Um, and yeah, it's Monday here. Had a, had a good weekend, Steph. How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was good. I actually went away for a weekend, had a little adventure. Oh, you did like a little Australian adventure since you still can't leave the country. <laughs> that is correct. Went on a little road trip through the country, did some quadding, had a couple drinks. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was great. Couple drinks, few drinks, mm-hmm. lots of drinks. <laughs> um, yeah, my weekend was much far less exciting than that. I actually got bit by a dog this weekend. Mm. That's never happened to me before. This little bastard was outside one of the like the sort of grocery stores here. And it was like a little like it looked like a little poodle. It looked really cute and I went to pet it and it <laughs> took a big nip right out of my hand, like a pretty big chunk. Like I was bleeding. I shouldn't laugh. Have you ever been bit Well, I, I like I didn't know what to do. Have you ever been bit by a dog before? I haven't. No. No, definitely oh, not. Like, and I pet random dogs and again, everywhere. Yeah, but this like dog looked super friendly, and I, you know, I know that you're supposed to put your hand out, let them smell you first, which is what I did. But it just lunged at me. <laughs> so yeah, so I've got this big like gash in my hand. I mean, I'm not gonna die. It's fine. I'll survive. But um, but thankfully, I am up to date with my tetanus shots. And this leads us into this week's episode. And I swear to God, this wasn't even planned. And I actually was bitten by a dog this weekend. <laughs> and we were planning on talking about vaccinations. So this was like perfect segue. Yeah, meant to be. 
meant to be bit by a dog meant to be so yeah i, I again we're, yeah we're gonna we're gonna go talk about vaccinations and being prepared for when you're traveling mm-hmm. and like i wish i wish i had some good stories on that but i am like i am one of those people i get my vaccinations and i am always prepared for anywhere i go so i don't even have any good stories on this but i feel like we should talk about it anyways i know too many people that travel too many dummies, as I like to call them, that don't get vaccinations before they go to certain countries and, and you know make sure they're up to date. And I, I don't understand why. It drives me crazy. Steph, where are you on this okay. topic? So first of all, I'm going to make a little disclaimer that everything I'm going to say is from my experience. And anyone who's traveling should go talk to their doctor about what vaccinations they True. need to get. Uh, I feel like we should have that disclaimer at the beginning of our probably a lot of things. Anyways, there's probably a lot of things we say where we should be like, we are not. Well, I mean, we are. We are travel experts, but yeah, medical. This is just our experience. Yeah. Yeah. So but medically. All right, go ahead. I got knee deep into the vaccination world about six months before I left for my around the world trip. Because so what happens Mm -hmm. is and I don't know how it works in every country is different, but in Ontario, you don't have to go to your family doctor for travel vaccinations. You actually have to go to a travel doctor. It's separate offices, and that's all they do is specialize in that. So mm, okay. I went to see this guy in Burlington, and he basically what you have to do is you have to give him a list of the countries you're going to. Most people clearly, when they go in, tell them one or two countries, and they tell them what they should get, uh, if there's anything they need to get, and then you can make the, your decisions from there as to whether – um, you'll proceed with any of them. So there's always like the, the, the definitely should have. And then I feel like there's always the ones that's like, eh, maybe you want, yeah, you might want to get this, but like, yeah. you'll probably, you, you'll be all right if you don't kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, I, I feel like ones like Hepe, Hepe, like those ones are on the recommended list for every single country you go to. Those are standard anyways, right? That Those are ones I think you should just have mm-hmm. up to date. Yeah. 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 So I went there and basically my list was like half of South America, half of Africa, all of Asia. Like it was everywhere. Um, and what they do is they'll ask you, you know, so for example, I told them I'm going to Brazil. Well, Brazil is a yellow fever risk country. But they ask you, where mm-hmm. are you going in Brazil? Oh, I'm going to Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, Florinopolis. Those are all very... Um, like big city types, not so much Florinopolis, but mm-hmm. Rio and Sao Paulo, big cities. That's not where the yellow fever risk is. So they say right. you can get it if you want, but you don't need to. So okay, so another recommended yeah, one. Yeah. So and I was recommended the whole gamut. So yellow fever, Japanese encephalitis, Hep A, Hep B, typhoid, um, rabies, ahead. a whole number, and I'm definitely forgetting some. So <laughs> yeah. So I looked at the mall and I thought, oh, geez, my plan was essentially to over vaccinate. <laughs> so I'm like, I'd rather not get sick because I also knew I'd be going places that I hadn't thought of. You know, when you're traveling and someone says, hey, you know, let's go here for the weekend and it could be into the Amazon. You need to be prepared mm-hmm. for that, even though it wasn't something that was on your list. Right. So I did that. So you were going to get like a cocktail of vaccinations. <laughs> yeah. You were going to get the whole shebang. Yeah, pretty much. And they'll only do two at a time for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to get two, go back, get another two, go back, get another two. And I think I ended up paying about $1,500 in vaccinations. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Um the only thing I didn't get was rabies. And the reason mm. for that was the more I read about it, um and the way I took what I read was that if something bites me, I still need to go get another rabies shot. Like it almost it yeah. almost read to me as if the vaccination <clears throat> the pre-vaccination was meaningless. So I read that somewhere recently as well. Yeah. Something with because I I've never had um like a rabies vaccination. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought about it after this dog bit me yeah. <laughs> this weekend. But I mean, it wasn't like a rabid dog. It, you know, I'm not I'm not concerned that this dog has rabies. But yeah, I, what you just said, I recently read that somewhere as well that you still have to get like yeah. a post shot anyways. So it's kind of pointless. I mean, I don't know if it's pointless. Again, I mean, I'm sure there must be some good aspect of it that they recommend you to get it before. Yeah. Um, but I looked at it and the shot was about seven to $800. <laughs> like it was, yeah, they're it not was cheap a chunk either. of money. And I thought, oh, if I, if something happens and I have to get it anyways, I'll pay for it then. <laughs> um, mm. But I did get everything else. And thankfully there were a lot of lessons learned that came out from getting those that I don't think people are aware of that really, to be honest, this doctor, he, oh, I, I want to say this the right way because I love doctors but he had a mm-hmm. book and I told him a country and then he flipped to that country in the book and said, this is what you get. Yep. It didn't really come across as he was an expert in these matters. So, so you, you, you say that and it's kind of the same in the UK. Um, I think in the UK, though, a lot of the vaccinations you get, you can get through your GP. Mm-hmm. I don't know specifically which and like which costs money and which don't we do have travel clinics here as well Mm -hmm. that you can go and pay but it's essentially the same thing whenever I've ever had vaccinations you go in you sit down with a nurse and they're basically just looking up online what country are you going to and they give you a list saying you should get this this is recommended this is recommended Mm -hmm. and I've also been to a travel clinic where I've paid for those vaccinations it's essentially the same thing yeah where they just like you said look at a list so it's worth checking with some of these vaccinations I definitely know I think Hep, hep B, like any hep shots in the UK anyways, you can get those for free mm. through the NHS. So uh, do your research there and figure out, you know, can you get certain vaccinations for free or will you have to pay for them yeah. at a travel clinic? But that's one thing I, I've sort of learned in getting my vaccinations that, you know, why wouldn't you, like, if you can get them for free, get them for free. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, going back, sorry, that was sort of a... No, no, you're good. But yeah. You're right. Definitely, because um, these travel clinics will charge you for vaccinations that are free, or could be free, through your medical yeah. care. And they're not cheap. Yeah. And I also had, I'll tell you, at the time, I also had benefits. And I called them ahead right. of time, and I just tried to say, you know, are these covered? And of course, they were. none of them were, none of the ones I was getting were mandatory ones for living in Canada. So they weren't covered because mm-hmm. I was choosing to go to yeah. these places. And I still tried to file the claim anyways. They never paid, but I was like, eh. might as well. <laughs> um, but the little things I've learned is you have to trust your doctor and you have to be your own advocate. And you really have to know where you're going and what those rules are because yellow fever was a recommended vaccination. I did not have to get it. But I was flying from Brazil and the next location on my trip was South Africa. You have to have your yellow fever vaccination if you're flying from Brazil into South Africa. So I was going to say, is that specifically South Africa? Just because I, I, I went to Tanzania a few years ago and I remember yellow fever being 
recommended. And I feel like I didn't get that one, mm-hmm. but it was fine there. So it's, I mean, it obviously depends. Yeah. And it, it very you know, well where. could be. And that's why I'm saying everything is so country specific. So thankfully I had my yellow fever vaccination and they give it to you a lot of things. Like I have a vaccination book that kind of outlines, but when I got yellow fever, it's this big yellow card that you have to carry in your passport. Um, mm. and, oh, just thankfully for me, I never lost it, but, um, yeah, yeah. So I had that thankfully, but I didn't get that because I knew this. I got that because I chose to get all the recommended vaccinations. Um, so yeah. it was pure luck. And I think yellow fever, if I'm not wrong, was somewhere in the range of 250 to $300. Wow. So it was one I debated on and I thought, uh, err on the side of caution and got it. Um, that's probably why I didn't get mine again. Like I I'll get all the vaccinations that are definitely needed, but the recommended ones, like if it costs that much, I probably mm-hmm. was like, nah, I'm good. And again, where I was going, I think it, yeah, in Tanzania, it wasn't like, it wasn't a definite. Yeah. You need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so I was definitely glad I got that. And you know, the doctor didn't, t- he didn't, he didn't tell me that cause he didn't know that. Um, yeah. Well, I guess it's like we I think we talked about it in a couple episodes ago, but just even if you're transiting through countries, knowing, you know, looking things up like that, like you don't know if you will need certain vaccinations mm-hmm. um, just just to transit through. Yeah. Um, so just again, just do your research and look that stuff up um, and then, you know, get those even if it's a precautionary vaccination. Mm-hmm. But if you're going through a country where it's needed. Yeah. Then just get it. Well, and the other thing he didn't tell me was I did. I also got my, um, oh, what's it called? There's a common name we have for it. It's your typhoid and I believe hep A combo shot. Yeah. Um, I think those are pretty standard, aren't they? Well, for most. Well, I got that. And then when I got home from traveling, um, I went and so I always do this before I travel. And when I get home, I go and get, you know, a full checkup, full blood work, um, you know, just for peace of mind. Yeah. And when I got the full yeah. blood work after coming home, it said that I didn't have that vaccination. So I went, oh, yeah, really? and I thought, okay, that's weird. I definitely got it. And I went and spoke to the doctor and he explained to me that this was a different doctor. This was my GP. And he said mm-hmm. that that one requires a booster a couple months after you first get it. And if you don't get the booster, it runs out of your bloodstream. So even though well, the typhoid yeah, shot. Yeah. So even though I got the vaccination, because the vaccination doctor didn't tell me I needed a booster, so I didn't get it. Uh I was no longer oh. immune to it. Yeah. That's so bizarre. You th- so you'd think you would get that information from a specialized yeah. travel doctor. Yeah. But I didn't. Does I I don't know if I'm making this up. Mm-hmm. I Typhoid. Can you get that in pill form as well? I feel like I had that in pill form once. Um, very likely. I'm sure you can. I just I don't know. Yeah. I don't know is the real yeah, answer. Okay. Yeah. That just came to my I think when I went to Thailand, you know, years ago, that yeah, I took it in pill form and I would assume then if you've got all the pills, then you're I guess, you know, it's it's gonna work versus having to go get I don't, I don't know. In my head, it, I guess it's, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, there, there's some vaccinations anyways, you can get jabs or some of them come in pill form. And I guess it's up to you to remember to take the pills, but then 
with jabs, you might need to get a booster. So it's going to be preference on how you. Yeah. Well, the one, the only one I got, and this wasn't a vaccination per se, but I was going to a lot of recommended malaria zones. So they Mm, weren't, they weren't high risk for malaria, but they recommend that you take the pills while you're there. So there's a number of different uh, malaria um, treatments you can get. I got a specific kind of pills. There's also different kinds of pills, but the ones I got. So when I touched down in South Africa, that was the first place they told me to start taking them. The girl I was staying with was laughing. She's like, you definitely don't need those here. And she's like, Mm. it's winter. So you definitely, definitely don't need those here. And I'm thinking, no, my doctor told me I'm going to take these malaria pills just in case. Have you heard of this, though, where people will get vivid night terrors? terrors? Yes. Mm -hmm. I've heard. Yes. Oh, I got those and they were awful like i had i had a like exact same kind of scenario same thing when i went to tanzania i was told get malaria tablets or whatever it might be so i sat down with my gp i was able to get through my gp and there was like three different kinds Mm -hmm. and so we went through the side effects of all of them and i had heard about this before because a friend of mine she had traveled somewhere where you know she took these malaria tablets and had like these horrific night terrors and so the three different brands, the one I went with, which was obviously the most expensive one, and this is something I did have to pay for, but its side effects were not, it said it weren't, you know, as bad in terms of night terrors or vivid dreams or whatever. So I got those ones. And same thing when I got to Tanzania, it was winter. This is when I was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and I'd been taking these pills and all the guides, like our, all the people that we were with there were like, you know, you don't need those. There's no mosquitoes in the on a mountain in the middle of January (laughs) you're fine and you know they're like you can keep taking them if you want but and I was like oh they're telling me I don't need it so I actually stopped I did stop taking them um while I was there and I guess it was the same thing where but then the thing is though I kind of look back at one point after after we did Kilimanjaro we we went on a a safari and I hadn't been taking them there because I just sort of stopped but then one of the the guys that worked at one of our camps, we found out a couple of weeks later that he actually got mal- malaria. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had that like panic moment. So I was like, oh my God, what if I have malaria now? You know, it was stupid. Obviously I didn't because I think you would know if you had malaria. It's Mm-mm. actually horrific. Well, it can, it, yeah, it can it, fester. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So I know someone whose malaria system started showing about a year after they got back from Africa. Oh, God. Hopefully I'm in the clear. I've been back for like three, four years now, but... um... (laughs) So when I was taking that, so they told, you know, the girl I was staying with, she's like, it's the middle of the winter, you're fine. And I'm laughing. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, yeah, but you're not a doctor. And then sure enough, I think it was day four or five. My nightmares started getting so bad. Everyone in my life that I knew and cared about were being murdered in horrific ways. Oh, God. Um, And I was waking up, you know, sweating, screaming, crying, thinking it was really happening. Um, and in my dream, it was always scenarios where I couldn't help them. Like I was forced to watch, but I couldn't help them. And it was the worst, probably the worst experience of my life to this day. Yeah. Was I in any of your dreams? Did I I die? Probably. I mean, I, I care about you. So I'm sure you were there. (laughs) Yeah. So I think I made the decision. Well, then I did a little more research online about, you know, taking malaria in, I was in Johannesburg, in Joburg, in the middle of winter and pretty much everything online. And I, I don't mean, you know, forums where it's other travelers talking. I mean, you know, all the different medical websites out there were saying it's, mm. you know, the most low risk. And a lot of times I think the doctor suggested I get it out of a, um, what's the right term? Not like a lie. Like obligation? Like, you know, err on the side of caution yeah. kind of situation. Well, and that that's exactly, it goes back to the whole point. Like a, a doctor or, you know, specialized travel doctor. Okay, bear in mind as well. And maybe this... This isn't all doctors, but they're making money off of this as well. Like if you're paying for these vaccinations, especially at a private clinic. Yeah. So they, they are making money off of that. So that that's what I, you know, again, obviously doctors going to give you their advice, but this is where it's good to do your own research as well mm-hmm. and speak to people that have been there, like to these countries you're going to and just do your own research. Don't just rely on some doctor. Yeah. And because again, they're making profit. One thing I wish I did that I didn't understand at the time is in Canada, pharmaceuticals are very heavily regulated, but Mm -hmm. there are certain subsections that aren't. And these travel vaccinations were one of them. I don't know if that's still the case now. This was a number of years ago, but travel vaccinations weren't one of them. So they could charge Mm. any price they wanted. And what I learned is that, so each doctor had a fee to meet with you. And some of them would charge, you know, $50 to meet with you and go through where you're traveling and then give you his recommendations. And others would charge $100 to meet with you and give them their recommendations. Obviously, I went with the cheaper doctor. But what I found out later is that those cheaper doctors, the cost of their vaccinations are sky high. Whereas when you go to the more expensive doctors, they're the ones who have the vaccination prices at the lower rate. So you actually save more money. Yeah. By going to see the more expensive doctor. Yeah. This is where you need to look into, depending on where you live, I don't know what country everyone is listening in, but, yeah. you know, again, some of these vaccinations will be covered. You know, if, if you have a, I mean, if you're in the States, I don't know, nothing is free there, but <laughs> if you live in a, Aww. if you live in a country like, I know, sorry guys. Um, but like in, you know, in the UK, on the NHS, again, 
there are some of those vaccinations that are covered and they are free Mm -hmm. and you can make an appointment and go in and see a nurse and you'll get them there. And then any other ones, they'll tell you there if you need to go to a travel clinic. But I mean, I I now will avoid travel clinics Mm -hmm. at all costs because it's expensive. Also something to bear in mind, this just came to me as I was saying that get your vaccinations sooner than later. Don't wait until a couple weeks before you're going on holiday, because this is then when, and this is when I had to use a travel clinic. I left it too late and I went to my GP and they're like, we don't have like all these vaccinations just, just lying around. Like we some, we have to order them. And so whatever ones I needed at the time I was wherever I was going, they didn't have them there. And they're like, you're going to have to go to a travel clinic. So that's when I was forced to go to a travel clinic, pay the money. But then also there's certain vaccinations that you get where, like you said, Steph, you need a booster like a week or two later. There's some. So I think I can't. There's some you need a shot a month ahead and then a couple days before you go. Yeah. I think like hepatitis. I want to say hep B. I could be wrong. It's one of them where you need two shots, like two jabs, Mm -hmm. and they're spread apart by a certain amount of weeks or something. So again, you make sure you give yourself enough time. I've got a friend who she's going to Thailand for the first time in like a couple weeks and she hasn't had her jabs done. And I'm like, you need to go get those done now. Yeah. Go like, don't leave this till last minute because so just again, be prepared, do your research ahead of time. And because it's one of those, I just feel like vaccinations, it's just, it's one of those things that does get overlooked when you are planning for a trip. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the one thing that should be done and planned ahead of anything else. Once you've decided I'm going to these countries, go and get your vaccinations ASAP. Before we had this episode, I went, or recorded this, I went to pull up, uh, when I went to visit the doctor, they give you a full report. So they say, these are our recommendations. Uh, they give you information about the countries you're traveling to. So I went to look that up and I ended up, I went down a little rabbit hole of vaccinations. And in Canada right now, mm-hmm. there's a yellow fever vaccination shortage. So you, oh, right. you actually can't even get them right now at most of the travel clinics. You have to go to a yellow fever vaccination center specifically. Which that probably costs a pretty penny well, <laughs> to get that done. And then. it's more just scheduling it and making sure they have the vaccination. This is, I, that's it. Like this is something that actually does take, should take a lot of your planning time. Yeah. And I mean, in Canada, I mean, it's pretty, they try to make it pretty straightforward for you. So they have the website. It's travel.gc.ca. And then mm-hmm. you literally just put in the country you're going to and they'll pull you up. So do your own research too before going to a doctor to know what questions yeah. you want to ask. Well, and even like the UK has the exact same site except for UK. Yeah. But even when I go in and I, I got my vaccinations done at my GP, mm-hmm. the nurse, she brings up that site. Like that's what we do. We sit there and look yeah. up. Okay, you're going to this country. This is what you need. But yeah, it's like we'll, we'll link the, the websites for both of those. Definitely, definitely. On this episode somewhere. Yeah. Well, and the one thing I'll say too, and this is, this threw me. So when I was in South Africa, the way the timing worked, I needed to apply for my Chinese visa in South Africa. And Mm -hmm. the way the questions were worded on the Chinese visa application was that it said, have you recently or in the past three months been to a yellow fever risk country? And I had to answer yes. I Mm -hmm. just been from Brazil, entered South Africa. It's a big to do. So because I said yes, then I was at the consulate to apply for my visa or the embassy. I can't remember. But then they Mm -hmm. didn't grant me or process the visa that day. They sent me to, I had to go to the opposite. So I think the consulate or the embassy the next day. 
Yeah. I had to go there for an in-person interview so that they could just ask me questions about my health, where have I been, um, questions about vaccinations. And they really just wanted to get a gauge of like who I am, what I do. Am I on top of these kind of things? To make sure you have all your vaccinations. Yeah, and that even just I'm aware and educated in what these things are and that I'm not going to be bringing any diseases into China when I come. So, yeah, yeah so I did That's that. That's fair enough. Yeah, definitely. So I went to, I went the next day for the interview and it went fine. And they actually granted me a 10-year visa when I applied for a one-year visa. So I guess it went, oh, I guess I can say it went you. really well. But It went really well. They really liked you and they thought <laughs> you were really healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you can come to China forever. But, um, but yeah, it was like, it mattered. It wasn't a simple like, oops, forgot to get it. It yeah. really mattered at a number of different stages. Well, I should also point out that when I went to South Africa was when they were having the Ebola outbreak in West Africa. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so ev- they were on top of everything. When I actually flew into Tanzania, I flew from South Africa. So since I was traveling within Africa, I had to also go to a, um, what's it called? Like almost a secondary screening area where they do the mm-hmm. heat test, you know, where they look at your body to make sure it was uh oh yeah measure the temperature so obviously like your armpits your private parts are all hotter but they're looking at that to see if anywhere else inside of you was to see if you have um ebola symptoms that haven't started to manifest or show yet like it was and that was in that was in south africa they did this that was in tanzania actually so or in tanzania oh like east see that's it's funny to think where the ebola crisis Mm -hmm. was which was in west africa Mm -hmm. like how africa's massive yeah but at the time when they did have that outbreak you know they were checking all the way in like the east the south taking like every precautionary Mm -hmm. sort of measure well and what i realized is if i had flown so ashley she flew from canada into tanzania to meet me there a girlfriend of mine and Mm -hmm. she didn't have to do any of that it was only um tourists traveling within africa from one africa country to another that were going through that secondary screening yeah which I guess that does... Makes total sense. Well, there you go. Another reason to make sure that you're getting all your jabs, your vaccinations, and they're up to date. That's another point, actually, that making sure they are up to date. This is what I I, I am bad at, is keeping track of like how long ago I got certain jabs. Mm. So they, they'll all expire after a certain... So I think, like, I think like a tetanus shot is good for... I want to say like 10 years... Whereas hepatitis is only good for, is it like five years or something? Like, I don't even, this is what I know. I I'm like, know, I feel like I we should look this up. I know. But this is, this is where everyone can go do their research then. Yeah. And, you know, because again, I think, I think last time, last time I went, I don't, I don't remember where I was going, but I was like, oh, are my jabs up to date? And the thing is as well, my GP and the travel clinic, they like, they gave me, like a little piece of paper and it said the dates I got them and like God knows where I put that little piece of paper. But anyways, but because I was, because I was organized and I planned ahead, I called my GP and I said, Hey, like I, you know, do I need to come in and get any of these jabs? And so they just looked at my file and you know, whatever the nurse was like, no, you're up to date. You got this one, you know, three years ago, you got this one four years ago. Good to go. So even though I couldn't remember the dates or how long they were actually good for, I called ahead of time. Um, so you never know. You might already have your jabs and you might be good to go, depending on you know what country you're going to. But just think of these things far ahead of time. Yeah. Don't leave it to the last minute. 
Yeah. Like and I even just looked it up now and they recommend getting your typhoid typhoid booster every three years. This is what I need to work on. It's it's probably good if you almost like set a reminder no, in your no, phone. No, no, no. There's apps for this now. <laughs> well, whatever. There's or an app. That's, it, that's literally a... vaccination tracking apps. Great. But that's still on your phone. So download the app. <laughs> it's on your phone. Everything's on your phone. Yes. Anyways, you get my point, though. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I just wanted to give you a hard time. <laughs> Besides vaccinations, though, as we've talked a lot about jobs, vaccinations, Steph, is there anything else before you go to certain countries that you always bring with you in terms of medication Mm. or like precautionary? I, so I always bring a diuretic and an anti-diuretic. Oh, yeah. The thing is, is that I've been in situations where not me, myself personally, I've never had to take them, thankfully. But when I was, I think I've mentioned it already, when I was in Delhi in India, I spent a few days taking care of some British tourists who had Delhi belly. And I was going to give them to them. And they actually refused it because they said the problem too is that if something wants out of your body, you probably should get it out of your body. But I do always carry that just in case. Because if I'm going on like a day cruise on a boat or something, <laughs> you get hit by it. Oh, you yeah. do not want to have those problems. Yeah, where you don't have access to a toilet. I I did the same before I went to Tanzania and I was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro because same thing, like you don't have toilets everywhere and the last thing you want to do is have to hide behind a rock (laughs) and do your business. Um, But I have kind of a funny story and it's one of those where I'm like, I'm going to tell everyone. Before I was going to Tanzania, I, again, because I'm a planner, I was like, right, I'm going to go. I'll see the pharmacist and, you know, get the anti-diarrhea you know pills whatever but so I was I was dating someone at the same time and you know there's one day where I needed to go see the pharmacist for some birth control it was the morning after pill ladies no shame in that no shame no shame it happens okay so I went in um and I spoke to the pharmacist and I said I basically told him the two things I needed I said look I need a morning after pill plan b Mm mm-hmm and I also need, I also need anti-diarrhea medication. And so he sort of looked at me and he's like, oh, you know, where are you, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to Tanzania. I'm climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. And he was actually from Tanzania as well. So he's like, oh, that's quite cool. Da, da, da. He's like, cool. So here I can, you know, give you, there's these pills. And then he said to me, I don't think um, taking the morning after pill with you is a good form of birth control. <laughs> He's like, no. if, if you're planning on being sex, he said, if you're planning on being sexually active on Mount Kilimanjaro, I would suggest, I would suggest <laughs> purchasing a box of condoms. No. Oh, he didn't understand that I like these were separate. Two separate things. I was like, no, 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 no. I need the pill, the the birth control pill for today, mm-hmm. and the anti diarrhea medicine. He's like, oh, okay, and then he understood, and then oh my god. Yeah, no, that's a real story. That was um. <laughs> embarrassing to say the least but hey ladies if you need the morning after pill no shame go in and ask for it good old doctor fine and then get your get, get your anti-diarrhea medicine as well <laughs> oh I, i'm my parents are gonna hear this but hey hey your mom was a nurse she would have told you the same thing that's true <laughs> and yeah if you if you are planning on being sexually active while you're climbing mount kilimanjaro buy a box of condoms guys Agreed. <laughs> Get preventative birth control. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. There's a whole thing we didn't even talk about, actually. Birth control while you're traveling. So that's oh, definitely yeah. one I took when I went on my round-the-world trip. 
and I'm on the NuvaRing, so I had to take six months of it, which they recommend you only carry three to four at any given time. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely went ahead of time and got six months from my doctor. Definitely a thing to get for the road, too. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. You th- Again, it's probably something you don't think of, and you're not going to be able to top up your you know prescription, whatever birth control that you are on yeah. while you're in you know another country mm-hmm. make sure you're prepared yep well that really went into a a new direction stuff. yeah we segued hard there <laughs> we segued <laughs> real hard but hey guys it's all about being prepared right mm-hmm. and there's no shame ask your doctor whatever you need to ask for anything it is yeah go in and say this is this is what i'm doing this is where i'm going hook me up doc what was our motto from a couple episodes ago be prepared I don't be know. prepared be safe. Be organized. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> be organized. Yeah. Be happy? <laughs> I think happy was the last one. Be organized. Be safe. Be happy. I mean, are we going to, is this going to be our new tagline? When it fits with the episode. Into the extra music. <laughs> do, 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 do. All the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. 